0: Welcome back to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast dedicated to patients, healthcare, innovation, and technology. I'm your host, Kate Rubin. On this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with 13 year old app developer Drew Mendelow. Drew was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes last summer and turned his diagnosis into an opportunity to help others with the condition. His app, T1D1, helps patients manage their type one diabetes in a straightforward, simple way and has found success around the world. Hey Drew. So great to have you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. Absolutely. Let's go back in time a little bit before the launch of your app and even before your diagnosis of type one diabetes, did you have any knowledge of diabetes growing up?
1: Um, I would say I didn't really know like the main details of it, like what it what it's actually doing to your body. But my so my grandmother actually has type 1 diabetes as well, and she's had it for like 10 years. So I've I've kind of seen um that she can manage it and that she's perfectly fine with it. So I've kind of seen like it's very manageable, but I didn't really understand like what it was actually doing and like what it means to have diabetes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Interesting that your grandma has it. Do you feel like your T1D diagnosis kind of made you and your grandma closer, like diabetes?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like sometimes in the middle of the night, um, my phone will be beeping at me because my blood sugar levels are crazy. And we'll call my grandmother and she's up too because of the same reason It's just kind of funny.
0: <laughs> like, hey grandma, so my numbers are crazy. How are yours?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So. Last summer is when you were diagnosed with type 1, which I'm sure was an absolute whirlwind. What – take us through sort of the diagnosis and your initial reaction to it.
1: Yeah, so um, the main reason why I even went to like the doctor's office at all was I was losing a little bit of weight, and it wasn't anything like too crazy. It was – I think it was like 10 pounds in three months, but I'm – I was also – I'm on a growth spurt, so it's not really – that common to lose weight so we we went to the doctors and they they asked if I was drinking any more fluids or going to the bathroom more and I kind of thought about it and I was actually doing that a good amount and um so I play soccer and after soccer practice I would have like a lot of water and I kind of thought it was normal because you always get pretty thirsty after (laughs) exercise um but yeah it was really just kind of weird to think about like, yeah, I actually have been drinking a lot more and going to the bathroom. And, um, so they, they asked for a urine sample and a blood test and they, they sent us back home. And I think right when we got back to our house, they called us and told, told me, um, you have diabetes, you're gonna have to go straight to the hospital and stay there overnight. It was so crazy. Um, so yeah, we we went to the hospital and there was just, I was very overwhelmed. There was lots of things to think about. Um, there was um, some doctors in the hospital, like explaining the whole disease to me and they, they were really good. Like I understand like the whole disease after probably the first day, but there was just, it was just really a lot to take in at the beginning, I would say.
0: Wow. So you literally went to the doctor, came home and you got that call saying that you had it all in one day. Yeah. <laughs> that is unreal. That that's a real turn. Yeah, that's a turning point. Um so after being diagnosed, you know, I, I I'm sure for for you just having to deal with now managing this condition you mentioned to me before, number crunching, just ne- needing to make sure that your levels are where they need to be at what point were you like you know, looking at apps and thinking about apps and then thinking, okay, there needs to be a better app. I I think that I could create an app.
1: Well, I would say it actually kind of started in the hospital when I was diagnosed, the diabetes team at Children's National, um, they were kind of showing, showing me different apps that they, they used. And they kind of mentioned how there wasn't really one app that did everything they wanted. And some apps would have ads or you had to pay for them or some were just, like, too complex. And so that's kind of, like, when I found the need for the app. It was right when I was diagnosed. And I kind of started working on the app, like, right when I got home from the hospital. It was very quick. And even even in the hospital, we were kind of joking around. We were like, yeah, I'll just create an app. And they were like, Haha, that's funny. <laughs> like, they really didn't think much of it. But you showed them (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, it really, it really started right when I was diagnosed. I kind of found the need for it.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, my brain can't even compute the fact that, you know, you went from, I want to create an app to you just did it, you know, now one is out there in the world made by you. So take us through a bit you, this was not your first sort of foray or experience with maybe gaming, technology, coding, but take us through like, you kind of had this switch of like, okay, I need to code specifically for an app.
1: Yeah, Um, so I think it kind of started over the summer of last year. So I had, there was um, my soccer camp and overnight camp, it was all canceled because of COVID. And so I, I really had a lot of free time on my hands. And so I decided to teach myself how to code video games. And, I mean, I'm, I'm a very big video game guy. I really like to play them. And it was just kind of cool to me to, like, make my own. And it was just, like, kind of first-person shooter games. It was just games for fun. And so over the summer, I kind of taught myself, and I watched YouTube videos, and I kind of learned how to make video games. And so when I saw the need for an app, I already kind of had some coding background knowledge but I didn't really understand how to make an app. So right when I started, I kind of had to teach myself. I had the idea of coding, but I didn't really know um, how to specifically make an app. So I would, if I had any questions, I'd search up on Google or use YouTube. And yeah, I really just kind of started from there and just went on as I taught myself. That's
0: amazing, yeah. Now, for our listeners, can you explain how the app works from a patient's point of view?
1: Yeah, sure so um there's in the app there's three main tabs um the first one's an insulin calculator the second one is a log tab and the third one is called food library and so the first one insulin calculator is you enter a couple numbers and you just click calculate and it gives you exactly how much you need a dose for how much insulin you need to take and with diabetes you take a lot of insulin for every meal you eat during the day and really you just you, it's very hard at the beginning especially to do all the calculations there's really a lot of factors to take in and so it calculates it really simply at just one click of a button and then you can click another button and it logs all that data and it puts it on puts you onto the next page which is a log page and that has a it keeps track of all your logs and in each log it shows the date the time and all the other numbers that you have from that from when you uh, dosed. And there's a, a date range at the top that you can select and you can email any logs from that date range straight to whoever you want, your email providers, maybe a parent or someone else who's taking care. And it's very simple. And that was especially one of the main things that I made sure to add in the app because right at the beginning when you're diagnosed, the hospital will have you call them in every morning And you have to tell them your numbers for the past day. And there's really, they have to make all these changes. And I really wanted an easy way to send all your information to the medical providers. And then, and so there's the last tab, food library, is, so a lot of people kind of confuse it with like a food log where you like put in what you had for breakfast and then what you had for lunch. Um, It's not exactly like that. It's more of for common foods that you have a lot. And just in case you forget, or if you just want to be reminded on um, what, how much, like really anything you need to know about that food. And so, for, for example, I, I like to have a lot of Chick fil A. <laughs> I just really like to go there for lunch. And um, so, maybe if I, so let's say I wasn't using the app and I go to Chick fil A and I want to know how much insulin to take. So I need to know how much carbs is in the meal that I'm about to eat. So I have to go online and search it all up and go to each the fries and the bun, and I have to search up everything individually. And it's not very easy, especially if you have it a lot. It can be kind of frustrating. So you can easily um, type in the name of the food, how much carbs it is, um, the quantity, and then just any other notes you have about it and it will save all your common foods that you want straight into the food library.
0: Yeah, I I think it's important for our listeners to understand when it comes to type 1 diabetes, just how much goes into everyday life of having to, you know, you essentially become a mathematician, having to number crunch and your app really helps with that, but also just having to think about every move that you make, particularly with, with food. And if there's a food that you really love, you know, like a good chicken sandwich, you have to log it, be mindful of it. And your app is a really great one-stop shop to be able to, you know, just kind of flip back and say, Oh, right. I can, you know, I I had it this day or my numbers look good. So maybe I can do X, Y, and Z. It's just a good sort of dashboard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially, um, at the beginning, there's a lot of a lot of things you have to think about and just really to help you manage one more thing. It's a lot, a lot easier for someone.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So you went from coding, creating this app, pushing it live. Maybe your expectations were actually, what, what were they? What, what, what did you think that you would sort of get out of this app? Did, did you think it was going to be, you know, what you thought it was going to to be versus how people took to it?
1: Um, right when I started making the app, my original like, thought of it was I was going to get, my goal was to get 100 people to download the app, and right now it's on, I think, 13,500. It's just really like wow. blown away my expectations, and a lot of it is just people offering to help publicize the app just for free, um, just because I saw how much it's really helping people. And I, I think it's really awesome just to see how much of an impact it's really had on a lot of people. There was a a story that someone shared, um they emailed it to me, and it was just a fun story that uh showing how the app helped them um, manage their diabetes. And so there was this grandma and um she well, there was a mom who had a kid and the, the kid would sleep wanted to sleep over at her grandma's house. And the kid had diabetes, so the mom was very nervous to let the kid stay over because she didn't think the grandparents would do a good job managing it and dosing correctly. And once she saw the app, she was like, This is perfect, they it's really awesome, it's exactly what they needed and she's completely fine with it now. And her daughter goes over all the time to her grandma's house. It's really it's really awesome to hear.
0: You're bringing families together, it's so nice. <laughs> it's awesome. And I, I realize we haven't said the name of the app yet, it's T1D1, and do you wanna say why?
1: Yeah, so T1D1 stands for Type 1 um, Diabetes from Day 1. It's really just yeah. for, right when you're diagnosed, um, it's mainly just a simple and easy to use app for from day one.
0: Yeah, exactly. So how are you spreading the word about T1D1?
1: Um, so, right when the app was published, or right when I started making the app, actually, we made, like, a, just, like, a post on Facebook just to see if anyone would, like, like to help test the app. And we got over, we got about 70 people just to help beta test the app. And that was really awesome. And they give a lot of great suggestions. And that was kind of the very start. And from there, once we published it, the hosp- the PR team at the hospital actually, um, well, they started recommending it to some of their patients, which was amazing, and they also reached out to Fox 5, and they gave a little piece locally on it, and it was really awesome, and it was probably, like, the first, like, big step for the app, mm-hmm. and from there, NPR actually saw that, and they decided to make an interview on it as well, and... A lot of they that got a lot of publicity, and there is from there. There's just um, some people who just wanted to talk with me, and just see kind of my story, and just really just um, uh, connect with me and see what's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, because the app has now spread, um, and people, you know, you talked about going from an expected one hundred downloads to over thirteen thousand. Um, based on the feedback that you've received, are there any new features that you plan to add to the app?
1: Um, Yeah, so I think our main feature that is definitely our priority right now is translating the app into different languages. And uh, there were some people that reached out to us and offered to translate it into Spanish and Chinese just for free, and that was really awesome. And I think it's definitely, um, very important for the app because uh, my one of my main goals for the app is to reach to reach the as many people as possible and um by translating it there 's it can reach so many more countries and just people who may not have access to what they need for diabetes, but they might have a phone as well, and so I think uh different languages would really help the app a lot
0: yeah t one d one going global. <laughs> awesome so current drew i want you to think back to past drew you know pre-diagnosis how has your life been different than what you imagined and you know how has your diagnosis sort of changed your perspective on life
1: um i would say kind of before i had diabetes i didn't really kind of appreciate my body and what it really did for me and you know I would go along with my day I'd exercise I'd play video games and I kind of just don't really think about my body and right when I got diabetes I kind of realized um how much my body is doing for me and every time I exercise it adjusted for it and it did what it needed to do and you kind of you don't really think about that stuff when you don't have to manage it yourself. And it's really just, um, I've really just grown to appreciate my health and what my body really does.
0: Yeah, it's not something that every 13 year old would have to think about. And it's definitely an early age to start to have that body as a temple sort of mantra, but it's important, you know, you you only have one body. So if you were to give advice to other newly diagnosed type one patients, what do you think you would say to them?
1: Um, I think my advice would definitely be um, don't let diabetes control your life. I would say you definitely have to control the diabetes. And kind of what I mean by that is, so for example, I play soccer, and I've seen other kids who are diagnosed with diabetes, and they kind of think, oh, I have a disease now, and it's going to be very hard to manage, so I probably can't play soccer anymore, or I can't, you know, eat what I want and there's really you can you can do whatever you want you just have to make sure you manage your diabetes and you have to make sure you're checking your numbers and you you just can't you can't let the diabetes stop you from doing what you want in life you have to be the one to manage it
0: yeah ex- exactly kind of take control and your app does help with with that which is great so you are now pretty much a you know, you you have become part of that movement for T1D, pushing it forward with tech. And I'm wondering what you think the future of diabetes tech or even diabetes care looks like.
1: Um, I would say, so right now I'm very lucky to have, it's it's called a diabetes pump. And what it does, it pretty much, um, it adjusts and it gives me insulin um, whenever my blood sugar levels go too high, it'll do it on its own, and it's really cool. And it's it's very awesome to have. I'm very lucky. And I think in the future, um, there'll be... Oh, so my pump right now, all it can do is give me insulin, and it can't give me anything to bring my numbers back up, which would be carbs. And so I think in the future, they definitely come out with a pump that would um, give sugar or carbs to a person, So it's kind of just like um, set it and forget it and it kind of does everything for you.
0: That would be nice, yeah. Aside from the app, how have you found other ways to connect with the T1D community? I'm thinking, you know, social media now, there's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, lots of different platforms. Have you discovered a community or set of communities there? Are you talking to people who also have the condition? How are you sort of finding those online communities
1: um I would say a lot of people have reached out just on email and they um, there are some people who just wanted to talk about the diagnosis with um, diabetes like they have been diagnosed pretty recently and <clears throat> there was there was one kid who actually reached out to me on Instagram And we talked, and he was also recently diagnosed. And it was just kind of a fun little thing just to help other people. And we helped each other. We gave advice, and that was pretty cool. And there's also um, other... Wasn't it on Facebook, I think? There was a couple groups um, that we joined, and they had some um, advice and really just... It was a cool community and place to be. And we also... There are some um, conferences and webinars about diabetes, and we like to listen to those just to really stay in the community and see what they have to say. And yeah, I think that that's a lot of kind of what we've been involved with.
0: Yeah, staying plugged in to what's going on, that's great. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are healthcare brand marketers. So I'm wondering from your point of view, do you have any advice or thoughts that you would have for them on how a brand should be, you know, they can certainly um, talk the talk, but they need to also walk the walk and show that they're there for, in, in this case, the T1D community. How should they be supporting this community?
1: Yeah, so I would say, um, if you do something like for the right cause and not for like your own benefit, a lot of people will really go out of their way to support you, and especially people who are doing the same kind of thing for the right cause, and especially for my app because I'm um, I made sure to make it free with no ads, so I'm really not I'm I have no benefits from making the app I'm not gaining anything, and there's just been a lot of support from people, um, just because they know it's it's the right thing to do, and so I would I would definitely say don't really do things for your own benefit, um, that's probably like the best piece of advice I would give.
0: Yeah. I think that's wise. So type one and type two diabetes, can you tell our listeners just based off of what you've learned with your personal T1D experience, what the difference is?
1: Yeah. So, um, a lot of people kind of mix up or clump together type one diabetes and type two diabetes. And it, a lot of people in the community, um, get very frustrated by that because they're completely different. So type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease. So you, you're always going to have it and there's no, right now there's no cure for it. So you have to manage, so pretty much what type 1 is, is your pancreas stops working or it doesn't work as much as it needs to. And so you have to give yourself more insulin and eat more carbs to kind of correct for that. And type 2 diabetes is kind of, you're eating too much carbs that your body can't make up for it or your body um, gets a resistance to insulin. And so you can kind of um, change your lifestyle with type two and you're, you'll are you kind of correct for it. And um, with type two diabetes, as long as you manage it, it can kind of go away. And with type one, you're always gonna have it. So they're very different. A lot of people um, kind of need to understand that.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important to, to know. I don't think that there's, as much awareness and information out there on the differences so I'm glad that we could make that known um, I realized I forgot to ask you this question how long did it take you to code your app
1: um my app took about what was it one month or a month and a half around there Wow or, yeah it was around a month and a half and I it got published so I started working on it in uh, mid-September And it got published on Halloween, so on October 31st. Yeah, it was about a month and a half. And there was really... A lot of it was um, the hospital and beta testers. Um, They would give... beta testers would give awesome suggestions on what they think would um, be good to add to the app. Um, The hospital would... they were really good at um, checking accuracy to really make sure that the calculations were completely correct and there can't really be any bugs cuz that was that's really important to have and they would also um kind of explain stuff to us that we weren't aware of.
0: Wow, so you're telling me that you because this wasn't like a summer you're off during the summer, this is a project. You you went to school, you were doing homework, dealing with life and uh, and type type 1 diabetes and on top of that, you know, I guess in the evening, weekends you were just coding away.
1: Yeah. I would finish finish my online school and go straight to the computer just start coding wow
0: that is incredible um well drew you are simply amazing it's been such a pleasure to be able to talk to you can you tell our listeners how they can download the app
1: yeah sure so um the app is in the app store and the google play store so if you have an android or apple device that's fine and you go into the store and search t1d1 and it will it would be up and then also we have a website um t1d1.org which shows um all of the information about the app uh, privacy statements and there's also links to our social pages in there as well
0: cool thank you drew well it's been again so nice to talk to you and uh can't wait to see more that you do coding wise app wise
1: and tech wise yeah thank you so much it was really awesome thanks
0: It's incredible to see young people like Drew who wanna be a part of the answer by helping move innovation and technology forward for patients. Drew's T1D1 app is free. It can be found on the Apple and Android app stores. As always, stay tuned for more updates and perspectives from PMP by following us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and all your other favorite social platforms. You're you're never too old to you know that that's what I have to keep telling myself. We all can do stuff like Drew because he's Drew's the coolest. I want to be like Drew when I grow up. (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, I have my little.